playoff game, would, would, would Justin's status be the same? Yeah, it would be. Yes, it would be the same. You know, like I said, it's not long term, but he's just not able to go full speed. You know, I asked him how it was today. He said it's still real sore. So I could have. But I mean, I don't know if I would have played my best game with it. So Actually, it really wasn't up to me. So I think the trainers they didn't want me playing. So yeah, I just couldn't be out there. Molly and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, six seven to the score. Justin Fields would have been about 80% on Sunday. That's probably too high a percentage for the good of the draft pick. So uh, the trainers jumped in and they kept him out. And you heard Matt Eberflus there say that, no, he couldn't have played in the playoffs. I don't know that they'd have uh, made that decision on a Wednesday, David, of a playoff week. I wonder how many games Justin Fields played in this year where he was less than 80% as much as he was ready to go on Sunday. And boy, it's a moot point now, but right. wouldn't it be great to have a injured quarterback and have the drama surrounding whether he would or wouldn't play in the playoff opener boy. for a team that might be going places? How long are we from that moment in Chicago? How far away are the Bears from being one of those teams that is still playing this week and has aspirations of playing – deep into the month, and dare I say, even Super Bowl aspirations. Dave Wanstead said something very interesting an hour ago. Looking at this as a four-year window, almost like college. You come to the Bears, you get a redshirt year. Yep. This is the redshirt year. Yep. Now you got a four-year window to win it all. Is that realistic for the Bears? Is that realistic to think in four years they could put themselves in a position to be competitive enough to think that, when the playoffs open, they're one of the teams you want to watch because they're the one of the teams that are going to be hardest to beat. Yeah, I, I think you hope so, right? I mean, if so what you're saying is it's an actual five-year plan. This was the red shirt year. Yeah. If you're coming out, it's three more years, or if you're going to play all – all uh, four well, seasons. It's kind of like field. college. You know, some people approach college as like, okay, oh. I'm going to need all five years. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Take them. You got them. Yeah. Some people are like, get me out in three. I, I, I'm the occasional guy says, give me six years. I'll win two titles. Exactly. Maybe that. Yeah. Stetson Bennett going to go from uh, Georgia at 25, two national championships to the NFL as a backup quarterback and straight to AARP. Is he, is he, is he being drafted? Is he going? I don't know if he'll be drafted. Okay. I think he's probably like likely to be one of those undrafted guys okay. who, who is, makes a team, makes or, a team, practice squad, a practice squad? Okay. and you you know that in five years will be like well, Stetson Bennett. Oh yeah, I remember him, that Georgia legend. Uh, he's he's taking over for the Falcons right now. <laughs> who was the guy? Who's the guy from Missouri? Who was that? Uh, Chase Daniel. Chase Dan. Couldn't yeah. he have a Chase Daniel career? Th- this could be somebody who could be on that track. He's more likely to be Chase Daniel than he is, you know, a, a, a Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, you know, Chase Daniel cashed. Oh, Chase, Chase Daniel's got it money. made. Yeah. He has made a lot of money by being uh, a backup that can get you in and out of a game. Good enough. To, Good teammate. Yeah. Smart guy. Yes, you can see Senator to be Stetson Bennett being that backup quarterback for a very long time. It would look great on his senatorial resume. Career backup in the NFL. Made $50,000 a moment in the NFL. There you go. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. Um, again, we have the Bears' 2023 schedule set. They are at home 
against the division, Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota. They have Atlanta, Carolina, Denver, and and Las Vegas, Arizona as well. And on the road, they have uh, the division, Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota. They are at Cleveland, at Kansas City, at the Clippers, Chargers, at Nawleens, at Tampa, and Washington. Great. Dustin uh, says that's nine wins. Might be. Okay. You know what? The, the the opponents are great. The schedule, when it comes out, we will build that up, and it will be fun because yep. that always yep. is. Right now, I think the Bears just have to worry about themselves because whoever they play, theoretically, on the schedule, whoever is on it, they're worse than. They are the worst team in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. When Ryan Poles goes to the podium today at 1030, right here on the score, He'll talk about a team that is the worst in the NFL. There's nowhere to go but up. Mm-hmm. You got to worry about your own team before you about who you're playing. And I want to know from him, I, I, I want to hear his plan, the new plan, the number one plan. Because if you want to look at it that way, I kind of like the way they look at it. Red shirt year for everybody. Yeah, that's good. You're, GM, you're very forgiving. I like well, it. I, I don't know if I'm that forgiving, Molly. I'm going to go with this. But like, this is a new day for Ryan Poles. If yep. this is a new time for the franchise, they've never been here before. They haven't had the number one pick since 1947. And I don't think that was, that was the, the, the draft wasn't televised on ESPN in those days. They have the number one pick in the NFL draft, and this is a new day for Ryan Poles. I want to hear some of that rhetoric today. I want to hear part of that plan today. I don't know if he'll reveal much of it today, but I'm excited to at least – Get excited about something. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think we'll hear some good stuff today. I think you have to give people reason to be excited. You know, this is it, it is a big ask to get to the playoffs and all that, but you do have you're on the clock. You got the number one pick in the draft. Presumably, there will be a quarterback or two who stand out. Presumably, there will be a, a run on the bank in terms of everybody after that quarterback, and you can benefit from that by moving down. And uh, and by the way, you also have all the money in the world. You control free agency. You any player that you want who is available is yours to bid for, and uh, and you can outbid anyone. So that should mean. Um, a, a an influx of talent. You're you're actually going to try to uh, to to improve your line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball, and hopefully build a front seven to go with a, a secondary that you like, and hopefully make good decisions up and down the line, and and be competitive uh, by this time next year. You want you want to be either in the playoff hunt or or. Uh, close to a position where you feel like you're heading in the right direction. You got to take a step. You yeah. want to make you want to make a, a step so yeah. you're in the hunt. I like the Wani plan. The Wani plan as I will refer to it, you want to get four starters in free agency and four in the draft. That's eight. Yep, that's eight. And I don't know if you have 14 holdovers. You might if healthy. I think that's a stretch. We, we went through the list. It's and a stretch. Up with 12 maybe, maybe. 11 and that so, was a- you, yeah, you you're not going to fix every no. problem in this off season. But some of your starters will be backups, so hopefully that that will benefit them. But I I would like to hear what his priorities are today. I would like to know what Ryan Poles believes in terms of how 
filling those needs will affect the progress of his quarterback. What, what is your priority today? Uh, in saying, terms of if I were Ryan Poles, yes, if you talking were about adding, needs, yes, I would say you know what I I, I understand. Uh, first of all, I'd have to preface everything. You you know where I came from because he always says that, yes, right? Yeah. Wants to remind people that he was part of the Chiefs front office. Yeah. Winning football teams begin that process of becoming a championship football team by building from the ball on out. That's right. And I think that when you look at this past year of Chicago Bears football, it was unacceptable because there were 14 losses, but it revealed a glaring need on the defensive line. That is priority one, fixing the defensive front and then the offensive line. You better communicate with them. <laughs> you better communicate with you better communicate with the coaches sta coaching staff because you do not want to have any grievances aired in the final 2023 exit interview. Okay, <laughs> Justin Jones. But I would say defensive line, offensive line, weaponry, okay. wide receiver, and then uh, then your linebacking core. All right, that's that's you know that you're not you're not reaching. Uh, you, I mean, I would say like. When we talk about potentially eight starters, I'm talking like stud starters. Yes. Right? Like you need a three blues. technique, you need yes. an edge rusher. Yes. You need a cleanup linebacker yes. and you need an offensive lineman, at least one. Well, I think you need two or three. Okay. But I know, but like if yeah. I'm if I'm prioritizing Okay. I, I'm almost like to four before I get to an offensive lineman. Here's the problem. Like you can't get a punter this time around. You've got one of the like you're not going to be able to bring in specialists and be the, pleased that they're contributing. This is not the offseason to accessorize. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're going for the engine. That's exactly you're trying right. to get everything that is yep. rebuilt and new and sturdy and and durable. So notice that we haven't really mentioned the quarterback position because I don't think that's a question. It's an obvious topic it's an understandable preoccupation you have the number one pick in the draft but everybody else needs a quarterback you've got one make it work you've got one see it through Justin Fields is the guy that you can find ways to make him better and it's one fewer question one huge question you don't have to worry about answering so make it work and I want to hear from Ryan Poles today whether he believes or agrees with that, and how he plans to do that. 312-644-6767. Taggart is on the road. Hey, Taggart. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm going to go with an unpopular opinion here, but I think the Bears should draft a quarterback. Um, and, and I say that just because I think it remains to be seen um, whether or not Fields is the actual guy. Um, look, it, it's pretty clear that he does have the trust of his players, uh, of his teammates, and, you know, they trust him in the locker room. It looks like he's got good leadership skills, but I don't know if he can get through his progression. You know, it, he the timing aspect still has to, you know, uh, get shirred up a little bit. Um, and I'd like to just make one more point. Um, you know, you guys were kind of ragging on, on Stetson Bennett a little bit earlier really? ago. Why, why not bring him in? Um, that's my question. Um, you know, I think Russell Wilson was about 5'10 and 3'8. He's won a Super Bowl. So I, I really don't look at the height or the weight when we, it comes to whether or not I can get it done. We just read you a, Thanks, a couple of statistics. We're not trying to – No, we're not dismissing uh, – Total respect for that guy. Yeah, yeah. Total he, respect he, for he, a college football legend. How many times have you called him a, a Georgia legend? I have. I know. Yeah. I'm repeating myself. I'm sorry. 
but he's a future senator. Did I have I mentioned that? You said that <laughs> okay, too. Maybe too. Country music star. Did I say that? Um, I don't. Dustin he might be. Thinks he's to the manner born. I don't <laughs> see that. Stetson I, Bennett sounds like a guy who was was ideal to be a hero in the South. Yeah, like a character in a novel. No but, one's but, dissing but, him. It's but just, nobody's nobody's no, dissing yeah. him by saying he's not going to be a, a starting NFL quarterback. I just would be very surprised if that were the path that he takes. Uh, as for drafting a quarterback with the Bears, Mully, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. It just it's well, I it's mean, not something that because if you do that, then you have to trade Justin Fields, and I don't no, think no, that makes any no, sense. No, and I don't think that's a I don't think that's a conversation worth having. But I do think you could take a. I mean, you're you're going to need a backup quarterback. I don't know is is Trevor Simeon going to be the backup next year? He he played a game and he did it injured, so bless him. Meh. The other two guys, did did they impress you? Nathan Double Peterman meh. Or, okay, so I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with with going to the well again if you feel like you've solved a lot of positions and getting somebody to serve as a backup that could eventually be, you know, how many years did Green Bay draft oh, a, no a doubt. quarterback and trade him? Day I mean, three. it's a great idea. Yeah. Knock yourself out on day three. But isn't isn't that Stetson Bennett? Isn't he? Yes. There's no day four, right? There's no day four. Well, day four is Jack Sanborn day. Agent. Yeah, there you go. Day four is Jack Sanborn day in the Bears draft room. I, I don't think that it's an insult to Stetson Bennett to say that he could latch on as a backup quarterback for several years. You compared him to Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel's made quite a quite a good living holding a clipboard. Let's try Chris. Chris is on the road. Hey, Chris. How's it going, man? Um, so I have uh, something I want to bring up. We're talking about Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the draft. Yep. Um, and it's something that you guys are not really talking about and other people aren't talking about. You know, yes, Ryan Poles will be definitely evaluating draft process prospects at the quarterback position. But one thing people are overlooking very often is they are not only uh, scouting these prospects, to be additions to their team. They're scouting their adversaries. Uh-huh. So, yes, you're going to be hearing a lot of Ryan Poles is talking to so-and-so. Ryan Poles is at this camp. Ryan Poles has to see what he's up against. They're evaluating for weakness as well. Now, talking about the last point that was made, I am 100% for uh, drafting a quarterback as a backup to fit this scheme because, as we all know, Justin Fields is a rushing – not rushing first, but he we, we run a rushing priority offense. He's going to get hurt. We need somebody that is able to run the offense, not be too big of a talent drop-off, and be able to make at least the offense serviceable in his absence, which Trevor Simeon cannot. And past, uh, you know, the past year, that was going to be Chris Olatican. I don't know if you guys remember, but Ryan Poles met with him like four times before the Steelers picked him up, and I think now he's on the Chiefs. So late round, I really do think, you know, past sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, maybe undrafted free agent, there's going to be someone picked up that's going to be a backup quarterback for this team. Good phone call, Chris. I appreciate that. The Bears have to find their Tyler Huntley. The Ravens, yeah. undrafted guy, stylistically I mean, like – Lamar Jackson. Anthony Richardson would be perfect if he wasn't a first-round pick. He's going to go high. Yeah. If it, if you've got a guy like that in the fifth or sixth round, it would be perfect. If somebody drops to that degree where they're either because yeah. of an injury or some other questions and you want to take a flyer on him, I do think that Chris's point is a valid one in that 
when you have Justin Fields, you understand he could miss some time, maybe a couple games a year. You want somebody who's not going to change the entire offense schematically when you have to replace him. Let's try Jeremy. Jeremy's on the road. Hey, Jeremy. Good morning. How are you, gentlemen? Good. Good. Uh, so I, I agree with the previous caller drafting the quarterback later in the round, 100%. Uh, but the, one, of, one of your other previous callers was talking about trading Justin Fields. And, and realistically, what are you going to get for him? Uh, what, a first-round pick this year and maybe a third-round pick, right? maybe something next year. What's that going to do for you? Uh, honestly, you're going to get more value out of trading that number one pick versus trading Justin Fields. You know what I mean? Well, I do know what you mean, but I also think it's impractical to talk about trading Justin Fields because of, number one, you're starting over, and I just don't think that it would be in everybody's best interest to give up on him at this point. Yeah, I, let me ask this. You'd regret it. Let's just say that Caleb Williams was coming out in this draft. Well, that's a different conversation. Okay, well, that, but I'm I'm asking this yeah. for a different okay. conversation. If 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 you felt that like whatever Peyton Manning, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. fill in a number mm-hmm. one overall quarterback. Okay. If that was the guy coming out in this draft, mm-hmm. would you then contemplate taking him? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So, yes. But but I mean that that like I and I'm not arguing. But I'm saying that that is the case with drafts. Usually, usually a quarterback is taken with the first pick. And I mean, if I'm if I'm looking at this draft, I and I'm Ryan Poles, I'm hoping to God that there are a couple creative players, there are a couple of you know surprise kind of advancements. I would love it if you got to a point where you felt. There was one player above all others that had to go with the number one overall pick. That makes your job easier. Without a doubt, in that context, you're also relying on the desperation of the team that need a quarterback yes. that are going to talk themselves into this player creation. And what The examples that you cited, and you're exactly right, Peyton Manning, Joe Burrow, Andrew Luck, guys yes. like that are not creations. That's obvious to everyone. Yeah. And so if there, if there was somebody as obvious as Caleb Williams at the top of this draft and it looked like he was going to be the next Patrick Mahomes, this would be an entirely different conversation, I think, in terms of the right. commitment to Justin Fields. Then we'd be exploring, well, you know, what would he be worth in a trade and how do you manage this? And I think it would be understandable if the Bears opened that door. Yeah, it is. I mean – He's, he's special, though. He's a different level, I think, based on what we have seen so far. I, I know that probably has some people a different opinion. Everyone's going to evaluate prospects differently. But just based on what you see and talk to and what you see with your own eyes, Caleb Williams is in a different category than the quarterbacks at the top of this year's draft. No question. 312-644-6767. Back with your calls. It's Mully and Han, the score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. So we monitor the sports world, and obviously we pay close attention. And there are some things that can slip under the radar depending on what time they happen. Totally. And if they happen in the middle of the night, (laughs) then we learn of them when we come in, but we're not kind of following it in the same way. Uh, How about our guy John Heyman? He never sleeps. John Heyman is like He is... Always on at 1.10 a.m., he tweets out that Johnny Cueto, our guy, where's Cueto? He signed with the Marlins. Damn it. I know. 
disappointed. He got like eight million. Good for him. He deserves every penny. Yeah. He will be worth every penny to the Marlins. It's a lot of money. So he's replaced by Michael Clevenger in the Sox rotation theoretically. He's more expensive than Johnny Cueto. Mm. So Cueto goes to the Marlins. That was worth mentioning. That happened overnight. Another Sox move that you mentioned, I did not think this would be the one that was on your radar, but it was this morning. Jake Marisnik. Yeah, the former Cub, <laughs> former Padre. Yeah, he, they signed a center fielder to a minor league deal. Good glove guy. Uh, you know, you need help. If he's the 26th, 27th guy. Adam Engel's gone, buddy. He's with Adam Engel signs with the Padres. Good That's for right. him. That's right. That was good. So Engel out, Marisnik in. Don't know where he fits. You've got a lot of you got a crowded outfield. You don't know if they're going to make uh, make some more trades. We'll find out at the Sox convention if they. Well, oh wait a minute! Sorry about that. Yeah, that's just mean. <laughs> also, Sox related. I have to mention this. AJ Pollock, the who played a lot for the White Sox last year, mm-hmm. big part of the 2022 disappointment. AJ Pollock signed with the Seattle Mariners, reportedly, according to Jeff Passan at ESPN. Back in December. He declined a player option, from what I understand, according to reports, that would have been worth $13 million. He signed for seven. Does that mean that he wanted out of the White Sox clubhouse so badly that he was willing to sacrifice $6 million? Okay, it's either that or he overvalued himself uh, by about $6 million. I want to know which one it was because that's a, that's a, yeah. a lot of I'm money. I'm sure he wanted out. Okay. He didn't have a good time in Chicago. That's fairly obvious. But if you would, if you had told me, uh, listen, you know, feel free to get out of here. We'll let you go, but you're taking like a quarter of the money. I, I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of money to pass up. All you got to do, money. Here's a pen. Sign the contract. Pick up the option. We're going to pay you 13 mil. All you've got to do is play part of the time. You're a platoon outfielder. No, no. I want the six. Okay. What? Because I just can't stand being on the south side. I hate the look at you. Oh, my gosh. I hate the way you look to me. Talk about a culture that is one you don't want to be a part of. Uh, Yikes. Okay, so then, baseball aside, I don't think there are any more Sox nuggets to to point out. Those are a lot of nuggets. That's a lot of nuggets. That's a lunch. So, the Bulls. Lose last night, but more importantly, I think more con- of more concern, DeMar DeRozan goes down, did not return after the third quarter. Reports are he's dealing with a uh, strained groin. Is that the uh, injury or quad? No, it's a quad. I'm sorry, quad. Yeah. Did you see it too? He's like dribbling yes. and he goes down and you thought, oh no, like he just, his knee, it's like a non-contact knee injury. Yeah, apparently he had a quad issue for eight games mm-hmm. that he was playing through. So that's a long time. And finally it kind of gave on him. He said he's played through it in the past, the quad strain. Yeah. You wonder yeah. if he will try to, again, the Bulls three-game winning streak comes to an end in Boston against the Celtics. Uh, Zach had 27, mm-hmm. 15 in the fourth quarter. Right. And they had the ball. They were down 101-99. Zach took a shot, would have tied it, missed. And so they lose 107-99. And, yeah, I think I think – DeMar's health is is something that you got to keep an eye on. He's not getting any younger, and this Bulls team certainly needs him to stay healthy. They need their big three to be productive, but not a great night in Boston for the Bulls. And um, I believe I said earlier this morning there was a big trade in the uh, 
in the NBA, that was a proposed trade, yes. and I read it wrong in the middle of the night. So That's I okay. Apologize. It happens. Well, yeah. you, you know what? I think it happened. You were so disappointed and traumatized by the Johnny Cueto news. That must have been it. must have been it. Whatever late night Because that also happened overnight. I, you know what? I am actually very upset about Johnny Cueto. You know why? Because I loved watching him pitch. Johnny Cueto, I don't know how great he was last year. He was obviously very good. But watching him pitch was a treat. Just the whole, like the herky-jerky way that he went I, I, about I his business was awesome. You know how much I liked him. And I think yeah. that when you looked at yep. – the bright spots for the White Sox, it was not a long list, but Johnny Cueto was near the top of it. Elvis yes. Andres was also there. Where's he signed? Well, not yet. I don't think he oh, signed well. unless I missed that one. Well, something to look forward to tonight at about 1 a.m. <laughs> More heartache. <laughs> what could John Heyman tell us? Molly, I also – Andres could still end up with the Sox if he's unsigned and play second base. Over the weekend on Inside the Clubhouse, Bruce Levine floated this idea – the Sox and the Yankees talking about Glaber Torres. Yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. Um, but I thought that was like a kind of a fairly big deal that would include uh, uh, Liam Hendricks, right? And now we know that that he was diagnosed with uh, with cancer and has begun his treatment. And we're you know saying prayers for him and hoping that that he and his family absolutely yeah. are doing okay and and there's going to be no update on that until after um the start of the season i believe bruce floated the idea of garrett crochet or aaron bummer in exchange for glaber torres hmm. i'd do that uh i don't know i don't know i'd think about it i i mean i think i'd probably about do aaron bummer but not crochet. Well, you know, that's a number one draft pick. Yeah. A guy that made an impact and you thought he might eventually be a starter. And you thought, wow, isn't that, doesn't that guy throw from the left side of, uh, of the, I mean, when's the last time we saw, I guess Carlos Rodon's the answer, but uh, <laughs> you could use a left-handed starter. I think I would just like the symmetry to see if Glaber Torres could be the part of another trade that leads to a Chicago championship. He, of course, traded for Aroldis Chapman, and then Chapman came yeah. back. But that may be um, expecting a little much hey, out of the 2023 I, White Sox. I was, I was looking at the uh, the top free agents for the Bears, mm -hmm. and uh, and one of the guys mentioned is a certain linebacker that Dustin doesn't like. Wouldn't that be something? If, Roquan uh, Smith? Well, I didn't want to say his name because Dustin just turned his That's head That's not going to happen. Okay. I know he's – But if you have all the money in the world – He's currently – He's currently a free agent to be. Uh -huh. You wonder if the Ravens will keep him off the market with the tools that exist for them to do that. Either it's a contract extension or they the franchise tag. You can use a franchise tag on a player you tra just trade for, correct? Yes. And so there are ways that they can keep him in town if they're happy with the results. And so far, they have been overjoyed Okay. based on reports. I'd be surprised at that. I don't think he's coming back to Chicago. I don't think that ended well. And as you have pointed out, that, that was partly personal. Yeah, it seemed to be, didn't it? Yeah. It just seemed like it took a bad tenor. Yeah, that, that was one of those moments with, with Ryan Poles that I think that reminded you that this was a GM in his first year. As unfair as that may sound, it did feel like it was personal feelings affecting your professional judgment. That's something you don't want to happen if you can avoid it. Boy, I I really uh, I miss Johnny Cueto, <laughs> and well, it's just happened, and I'm 
You're still reacting from it. I'm yeah. still I'm numb from it. You can't hurt me. 312-644-6767. We've got some callers. We'll start with Bill. He's waited patiently in Chicago. Hey, Bill. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, nice to talk to you guys. Um, the C.J. Stroud uh, kid from Ohio State, mm-hmm. after watching Georgia last night just dismantle uh, Texas Christian, I think his draft stock just went through the roof. That kid threw for 348 yards and four touchdowns against that vaunted Georgia defense. So I'm very happy as a Bears fan that that stock is going to go up now. And what's going to be fun to listen to is all the um, pro day camps and, and the pre-draft, the combine, when that kid goes out and throws. Um, those those teams like the Colts um, that are behind the Bears, Atlanta Texans. maybe even. Yep. Texans need a quarterback. <clears throat> that's going to that's gonna raise the, the value of that pick now. And um, – what, the guy that I really love at Ohio State is Marvin Harrison Jr., who's not mm-hmm. eligible to 2024. So I hope the Bears can add a 2024 first-round pick and pair Justin Fields with Marvin Harrison Jr. The, the Marvin Harrison, what that, that guy just ate us up in the Super Bowl and was just a legendary <laughs> uh, wow. wide receiver. That would and be he, some real cool uh, history to uh, – just a neat symmetry there, having Marvin like it, Harrison's son – help the Bears win a Super Bowl that his dad deprived them of in 2007. And don't forget about the Alabama quarterback because he was a Heisman Trophy winner until he got hurt, and uh, that might be a guy. I get it. He's undersized, but that might be a guy that ends up being very highly taught well, I think as well. Bryce Young and C.J. Yep. Stroud, right now yep. it would seem that Young is rated ahead of Stroud, but yes. it's very early in the process. Very early. Very early. That could change. Uh, at the first pro day, that could change at the next highlight where, oh, my gosh, did you see the way the C.J. Stroud spun and threw? Oh, what a spiral. Let's try Paulie. Paulie's in Lake Forest. Hey, Paulie. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Great show. Uh, I didn't call for this reason, but Lamar Jackson at worst is going to be signed uh, to that thing where they can sign these guys. I forgot what the term the, is now. The franchise tag would probably Fran- go to They're going to franchise yeah. them at least once, if not twice. So okay. that makes the linebacker available. Tua, Lamar, Jameis, Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, all running quarterbacks, all miss significant time. Where are you going to go with Fields? He's still not a pro quarterback. Uh, he, he's inaccurate. He's a bad decision maker. Even the quarterback we had this past weekend, look at Komet doing so well with these passes where he could get yards after catch. The the Houston got four first round picks for Watson. Fields can at least get that. Then you trade the, the, the first pick for another three, four picks or a couple of starters. Whatever you start building this team, then in three years, you go out and buy a quarterback for $30 million or $40 million. You cannot pay Fields $30 million in three years. You just can't. The team won't even be built up by that. Hmm. Then what are you going to do? I don't agree, Paulie. I, I don't know. That, I appreciate the phone call and the perspective, but I think you're selling Justin Fields short. I don't think you can come to that determination yet. And the quarterbacks that you reference aren't all running quarterbacks. Fields is like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, He's not calling him short. <laughs> Hey! Oh, how? how? I, 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 he has ways to go as a passer. Yeah. We can agree that there's a lot of improvement that he can make, but I just feel like 
you've gone I, down this I, road with him and you've I, seen a, a trait that he has that a lot of other players don't. It's a special trait, and you want to develop that. Are you getting four number ones for Justin Fields? Oh, he, he said that. I don't think you are. Well, if he's as limited as he described, there's yeah. no way then you're going to turn around and say he's worth <laughs> Those draft pick. picks. Yeah. That's just that's an incompatible argument. So yeah. okay. All right, we've got uh, Dan and Lawrence, and they'll join us next. It's Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, six seven to the score.